0: You are listening to episode number 77, and you will go forth, hope and expectation for the new year. My name is Antracia Moorings, and welcome to my weekly podcast where I share biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is the last episode of 2019. Can you believe it that the year is coming to a close? You won't buy so fast. By way of announcement, I want to remind you about the new Bible study, Dust and Divinity, that will be starting the first Monday in January. I believe that's January 6th. You can pick up the workbook on Amazon, and I hope that you join me and invite a friend. We'll be digging in for an 11-week study through the book of Genesis chapters 1 through 11. So today, I want to share a word of encouragement about the new year, And I wasn't even sure what to talk about for this episode. And the Lord dropped this word on my heart at the last minute. So I pray that it's an encouragement to you because it surely was an encouragement to me. The other day I read on social media where someone mentioned that 2019 was trash. (laughs) And I had to chuckle because I was like, amen. 2019 was not the greatest year for me and for some people that I know. And if you're out there and 2019 was trash, it's okay if you say amen. We praise God for being here, but some years are harder than others. And maybe the whole decade was trash for you. It's okay to say that. It's okay to, you know, look back and say, this wasn't the best year. Heck, this wasn't even the best decade, but praise God for his grace maybe you're on the flip side and 2019 was awesome and the last decade was awesome. And to that, I also say, praise God. May that continue to be the case. Either way, I have a scripture that will shed some light on the hope that Jesus offers as we enter a new year and a new decade. I'm going to be in Malachi chapter four, verses two through three, and I'm going to read the ESV. And it says, but for you who fear my name. The sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall and you shall tread down the wicked for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act as the Lord of hosts. Now I want to focus on the part of the scripture where it says you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. Leaping comes from our Hebrew word called push, which means to spring about, to, to frisk about, to act proudly. Also to be scattered, to spread out. And I also want to read the New Living Translation of this verse. It says, But you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. The Bible uses a lot of literary devices to communicate God's message to us. And one of the most common literary devices is the use of the analogy. An analogy is just something from our everyday life, an event, a common experience that provides a parallel to a spiritual lesson. So when we use analogies today, we usually draw upon familiar things to us, things that we experience in our everyday lives, technology, education, travel, things that are popular in our culture. But the people of the biblical times were closely connected to the earth and its seasons. And many of the Bible's analogies come from agriculture. But today, we no longer, many of us, have this close connection with the land and the important aspects of agriculture. So a lot of these analogies get lost on us. And we may not truly understand them and we skip over them because they don't mean anything to us. But I want to take a closer look today at this analogy in these scriptures and the meaning that they hold for us today. So this analogy of calves leaping from the stalls would have been an easy visual for the ancient Israelites to understand. But today, unless you're a farmer or you work with calves on a regular basis, it's really a hard concept to grass, but when calves are released out for the first time from the confines of their stalls, their joy is contagious. They frolic, they leap, they enjoy the wide green pastures that they could only see from behind the gates of a stall. If you Google a YouTube video about calves being released from a stall, you will instantly know what I'm talking about, and I'll include a link for a video in the show notes. So they're let out and it's like a child jumping and playing and frolicking. That's exactly what these calves look like when they're let out of the stalls for the first time. It's really a beautiful thing. It's the cutest thing ever. So let me give you a little background about the book of Malachi, the backdrop against which these verses were set. Malachi was a prophet who was writing to the people of Judah. And the time period was probably around 538 through 333 BC when the Persian Empire ruled the promised land. And Malachi wrote about the corruption that existed with the temple sacrifices, which meant that he was likely sharing his message many years after the Israelites rebuilt the temple in 515 BC. The people of Judah started to be exiled from the promised land in 605 BC. And they returned from Babylon 70 years later. And by the time that Malachi is written, they had been back in the land for more than 100 years. And they were looking for the blessings that they had expected to receive when they returned. So when they were exiled, they received many promises about what life would be like for them when they returned back to their promised land. And even though the temple had been rebuilt, the... Fervor of those early Israelites who had returned started to give way to a sense of apathy for the things of God. And then this led to a rampant corruption among the priesthood. And eventually there was a spiritual dullness among all of the people. So Malachi comes along in a time when the people were struggling to believe that God loved them. They were focusing on their unfortunate circumstances and they were refusing To hold themselves accountable for their own sinful lifestyles so God had to point the finger back to them and through Malachi God was telling the people where they were falling short concerning the covenant with him and if they wanted to see changes they needed to take responsibility for their own actions and serve God faithfully according to the promises their fathers had made to God on Mount Sinai years before. So their faithfulness would result in the son of righteousness rising with healing in his wings for them. And then they would be leaping like calves from the stall. So that's the background for these scriptures. The phrase you shall go out conjures up the images of being released from a prison, from the miseries of a life where there is no joy. And as they go out, they'll be jumping about happily like the calf which has been confined celebrates its freedom. It's full of life and exuberance and delight. It's the same sentiment that we read about in Psalms 149 and 5, where it says the saints shall exult in glory. And we all need something to look forward to. We will indeed see this in the day of the Lord, which is what these verses refer to when God comes back to reign this world. And in these verses, Malachi is painting a picture where there will be a destruction of the unrepentant and the evildoer they'll be utterly destroyed. And for those who practice evil and refuse to repent, they'll be consumed by fire. But God's people will be blessed with the joyous warmth of the sun of righteousness. But in the end, God's people will finally be freed from the bondage of evil in that great day of the Lord. And in the Hebrew text, the word stall refers to a yoke or a collar where the oxen or the heifers were bound together, while they were threshing or treading out corn. So Malachi is using the example of joyful calves who have been released after an extended captivity in their stalls to help us understand what is going on here. Imagine how wonderful it felt for the calves to burst out of the darkness of the barn and into the sunlight, to feel the grass under their hooves instead of mud, to smell fresh air instead of the stench of enclosed herds where they were defecating and urinating. For many of the calves, the inside of the barn was the only thing that they had known. And sometimes in our world, all we've ever known is this fallen and dark world and it's hard to imagine anything else. But the Lord wants us to know we can have this joy like the released calves also have. And we can have it right now. Maybe this year or decade felt confining and your dreams of frolicking in wide green pastures begin to fade the longer you were fenced in by trials or troubles. It can be easy to get used to the constraints of a life where trials and tribulations have existed for an extended period of time. But we have to remember that the son of righteousness comes with healing in his wings. And to show you that you are completely healed, you will rise up and walk. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We read that in Second Corinthians 3 and 17. So when you're restored to health after a period of sickness, the first thing you often want to do is get up and get busy again. Get back to your regular life. It's not just our own strength that turns things around. It's not just the healing that God gives to us that turns things around. We read in these verses, it says, You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. On the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. We are able to leap because of what the Lord has done. The Messiah has come. Our Savior is here. Jesus has rescued us and he will return one day to bring us home. And because of the promise that God gives to us, that he's going to come again for us, we have every reason to be joyful. We have every reason to be unrestrained in our excitement for what he has done for us, to worship him and to enjoy his presence forever. When you're healed of what ails you, whether it's spiritually, financially, relationally, emotionally, you will have the desire to go forth and leap about. Charles Spurgeon said this of these verses, the children of God may be in such a state that they are not growing, for else we should not have the promise you shall go forth and grow up when the sun of righteousness shall shine. Do you, my dear brother, feel as if you had not grown in grace for months? You need the sun of righteousness to shine upon you, and you will grow as the plants do. The trees are all bare in winter, and their boughs apparently sear and dead. But bring us the spring sun, And the buds will begin to swell, and the leaves will appear, and the trees shall blossom and yield fruit. So shall it be with you. The Lord has not left you. You may have stayed in your growth a while, but you shall grow again. So if you feel like you've been stuck this past year, even this past decade, know that you will grow again. There may have been a time when you've been stagnant, or you haven't been able to see your way or it feels dark, or you don't feel productive, or you don't feel like you're bearing fruit. But you can trust that God will step in with healing in his wings, and you will have the ability to leap like those calves let out of the stall. And this may be the year that you are leaping and jumping. We have to have a hope and an expectation that God will provide the means and the strength for us to leap like those calves. Spurgeon also said this, When the sun of righteousness shines, the Christian gets his liberty. Ye shall go forth. I have been staying where the invalid does not venture out if the wind blows. And if it is a little chill and the sun is not bright, he must stay indoors or lose the benefit he has received. But when the sun is out and the air is calm, then he comes forth and leaves his bedroom and is all alive once more. There are Christians who have been kept indoors a long time they have not walked the length of the promise nor spied out the breadth of the covenant nor climbed to the top of Pisgah to gaze upon the landscape so if that's you if you have not walked the length of the promise that God has given to you if you have not spied out the promised land that God has promised to you personally nor climbed to the top of the mountain and got a bird's eye view of all that God wants to give to you then no that you still have time to walk and go forth and have hope and expectation for the new year. So take heart. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. I pray that you were encouraged by this. I pray that you hold on to your hope and expectation this new year because you will go forth. That's it for this episode. If you're listening, please share on social media. I love seeing who's tuning in each week. You can tag me on Twitter at unfolding underscore words, Facebook or Instagram at unfolding Words. Share a screenshot of the of the podcast. Say hi, let me know you're listening. It's a great encouragement to me, and I want to share a review from my sweet sister, M Gatson. She shared this on Apple Podcasts. She said this podcast is so insightful. I appreciate and Tracy's simple and straightforward teaching. Her ministry has enhanced my ministry by assuring me I'm applying the Bible in context and rightly dividing the word of truth. Keep unfolding and I'll keep listening. Oh, that encouraged my soul so much. Thank you so much for that, sis. I really needed to hear that to encourage me to keep on podcasting. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and for tuning in all year. I really appreciate all of you who are consistent listeners who share the podcast with other people. It means a lot to me. So I'll see you back here next week where we'll be starting the Genesis study. And until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.